popular San Antonio businessman and household name wrapped in controversy. Now referred to as San Antonio's very own Joe Exotic, this is South Texas Crime Stories, The Downfall of Mike Yucknitz. It's an entrepreneurial story turned true crime. Mike Yucknitz, a 20-year veteran of the Air Force, opened his first My Econo 3995 optical chain in the early 1990s. His vision grew to four locations, his commercials, a household favorite across the city. Yucknick's ambitions didn't stop at affordable eyewear. He also promoted his tattoo parlor, Platinum Tattoo. It was a family business with his son Noah involved. But come October 2010, Yucknick's wouldn't just be known as a flamboyant eyewear salesman. He would be known for allegedly hiring someone to kill his wife, Tina. According to an affidavit, Yucknicks wanted a would-be hitman to fatally shoot his wife. In a phone call between the then 57-year-old and the informant, Yucknicks allegedly wanted the man to make Tina's death look like a robbery, suggesting the best time to kill his wife would be when she traveled to a card game. The cost of the job? $10,000. Yucknicks apparently paid the informant half as a down payment, but the would-be hitman went to the police instead. Police arrested Yucknitz days later. He was taken to Bear County Jail on a charge of conspiracy to commit capital murder. Tina filed for divorce the day after his arrest. Just a year later, in November 2011, Yucknitz was arrested all over again after a warrant was issued in connection to a solicitation of capital murder charge. This arrest came the day after he was arrested for reckless driving. In 2012, the couple's divorce trial came to a head in front of a jury. Yucknick said his wife Tina was unhappy about his son's marriage and that she was in fact physically abusive toward him. Tina said she had stress-related health problems since the day of her husband's arrest, saying she couldn't sleep and had hired private security because she was so scared. The jury deliberated for 12 hours and finally decided the couple must split their nearly $7 million estate equally. Tina walked away with the My Econo business and Yucknitz had ownership of the Platinum Tattoo Shop. San Antonio was still waiting on the trial to start for the murder for hire plot, but it would never come. Mike Yucknitz was found dead on September 14, 2013 in the parking lot of the in-town suites on Bandera Road. KSAT viewers, I'm Stefania Jimenez, anchor and reporter at KSAT 12 in San Antonio. On weeknights, you'll catch me on the night beat. Many of you want the news before 10 p.m., and this is for you. It's called The Nine at Night, a live nine-minute digital newscast airing at, you guessed it, 9 p.m. Call it a bite-sized show that's tailor-made for you. You'll get the day's top stories, weather, upcoming community events, and feel-good stories. Find us on YouTube, KSAT.com, and KSAT Plus, available on Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, or any way you stream. And, of course, via podcast. So like or subscribe wherever you get your audio. That way you'll get the alert when each episode drops. That starts later this month. Until then... 
Head on over to KSAT.com and sign up to be a KSAT Insider. That's where you'll get the inside scoops on all of our new and exciting projects. So obviously when we're doing research on these stories, we have to go down the dark holes of the internet. And there was a lot of speculation when it came to Mike Yucknit's death. There was people speculating, okay, he tried to allegedly take a hit out on his wife. Tina got her revenge and took a hit out on him. Those are unfounded claims. It's just internet rumors. That rabbit hole. <laughs> we also We oftentimes get so like, I mean, we get it all the time when we're researching this. I can't imagine just the public wanting to know more, getting caught up, and that's how rumors start, and that's how things kind of drag on. So for what we know, this was all just baseless, unfounded rumors, right? Exactly, because the medical examiner ruled that Yucknick's death was natural and that it was likely caused by heart problems related to lung cancer. But the timing of his death, kind of threw a wrench into finding out what actually happened with this alleged murder-for-hire plot. Yeah, and I remember this. I grew up in the San Antonio area. I grew up seeing those commercials like everybody else did here in San Antonio. You know, they were very... You didn't forget his face, and that's why I could see why people kind of refer to him as, like, the Joe Exotic of San Antonio, because he was very out there in the way he dressed and the jewelry and the hat and... You know, at first it was just glasses. Now I'm promoting tattoo shops. So it was just, a, it was it was out there. So he was an unforgettable face. And then you see him being arrested and you see that perp walk of him being, you know, and then the charges. And you're just like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, it was, it was funny because when we were talking about doing this episode, I was talking, talking to one of our photographers, Joey Ardondo, and he goes, oh. I remember this. And it just immediately sparked that memory for him. And I had made the, I saw online, people were calling him the Joe Exotic of San Antonio. And he's like, he's exactly that because Joe Exotic went to jail for a murder for hire plot. And he never even got his day in court. And well, because of that, his, his trial was scheduled for 2014. He died in 2013. It was a year before he was supposed to go to trial before he got to tell his side of the story. And so it was something his lawyer, David Christian, actually spoke about. He said, quote, he looked forward to his day in court. He was extremely embarrassed and humbled with what he was charged with and looked forward to presenting his side of the facts, unquote. And that's why I kind of want people to understand when we say allegedly or, you know, apparently it's because we can't factually say that he was convicted of this crime. I know there was recordings. But we never heard them. We didn't hear this apparent evidence. So we can't convict a person that never went to trial, whether he was guilty or not. We will never really know. So that's why from our end, we just say he allegedly did this. We'll kind of leave it up to you guys to decide if this actually happened or not. Right, because we're not the judge and jury here. We're just, we're just journalists recapping this story for you. But we kind of got to see what their marriage was like beforehand um, because 
Their divorce trial actually took place before the criminal trial was supposed to go on. And just so everybody knows, we rarely, 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 rarely cover divorce trials. So for us to cover it, it was a big deal. Right. It was not a cut and dried divorce trial by any means, like at all. And you're always our court expert. I mean, you're the person we divert back to. If you say this is weird to cover it, you better believe it. It's weird that we cover it because that's not what you're doing every day when you go to court. You're you're covering big trials, but this is a divorce and apparently it was a very messy marriage from what we found out in the courtroom. Yeah, it was far from blissful. Jury said the couple had each inflicted emotional distress on the other. So this is what, after the jury has deliberated and decided what they were going to do, they decided, you know what? Y'all were both kind of like toxic to each other. And it kind of almost reminds me, or you could kind of compare that currently to like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial because how that ended up was like the jury was like, y'all were both bad for each other. Y'all did harm to each other. I kind of feel like that's the same situation here. Exactly. And and drawing exact parallels from that, you know, Johnny Depp was awarded more in um, that emotional dis- distress and, and kind of the outcome of that trial than Amber Heard was. Well, if we go back to Mike and Tina, Tina was awarded $500,000 for emotional distress and Mike was awarded $100,000 for the same thing. So the jury tended to side with her just a bit more, but not saying, hey, you're not in the clear here. And and that just also shows, you know, that was on top of the fact that the jury said, you'll have to split your almost $7 million state. So split it in half. We're not giving everything to her. We're not giving everything to him. Split that all in half. Yeah, and you saw that she was awarded the the eyewear business and he was awarded the tattoo shop, which I think his son still owns today. I think we, we've seen him on Instagram posting um, advertising for that tattoo shop. So I believe, I'm not sure. Is the eyewear glass place still in business? The eyewear glasses place, Myocono, is still in business. And if you go and look on their bio, it says, oh, been in business for more than 30 years. There is no mention of Mike on there. Or Tina. Is Tina mentioned on there either? Let me go back and check, but I don't believe so. No, it just talks about this business has been a San Antonio staple for 30 years. Yeah. So at, while you're looking that up at the time, Mike's lawyer, Miguel Ortiz, and this is for the, the divorce trial, called this ruling by the jury fair. Um, he said they did not come here to convict him on a criminal charge that has not been proven yet. I think they did the right thing, which was, of course, the splitting of the assets, which is pretty common in, in most divorce cases. So I, you know, I think they did probably what was best here. Yeah, I find the the website here, but there's no mention of Tina or Mike. It just says, find your next pair of glasses. It's like they kind of almost want to distance themselves from that whole thing and just not mention either of their names. It says, don't look over. And they still have four locations. So apparently they're still doing well. Exactly. So they're, they're still doing well. You can still go get affordable eyewear there. But we ain't talking about Mike and Tina in this business. Okay, then. <laughs> It, it just it, it was just very interesting to see how this whole divorce played out because it just it was so messy. And then you had that looming overhead. What's going to happen with this murder for hire trial? And we just we never got there. I know. And I kind of 
wish we did because <laughs> well we don't know apparently there was recordings and i want to hear the i want to hear the, these these recordings now right. and it's almost like should we reach out to pd or the da's office and be like hey i know there's a case file on this are we can we have it can we listen to this evidence or because it was never a closed case technically like are they allowed to like is it still open like it's just your mind boggles. I think it's that whole curiosity killed the cat thing. We all just want answers in this because it was he was a staple. I mean, everyone knew who Mike Yucknitz was because of his flamboyant shorts and his whole look and and just what he advertised and everything. And then to have someone that was honestly that iconic in this area to kind of have that huge downfall. Oh, my gosh, he was arrested for allegedly hiring someone to kill his wife. It just it is wild. Yeah, it was not what we expected in this to for this to even happen. Like I like I said, I remember watching seeing the perp walk. I could still almost see it playing in my head of I was like, is that the eyeglasses guy? Well, and he was asked apparently during that perp walk, Oh, your wife filed for divorce, and he said he had no no idea what he, they were talking about. So he was like double whammy. You're charged with murder for hire. Your wife's leaving you. Like I mean, if you're charged for murder for hire, like, do you expect your spouse to stick around? Right. And then, but like, and then this the whole divorce trial really just illuminated the fact, like, we didn't really know what was happening in that marriage whatsoever. Um, it seems like they were both okay with what happened in the divorce trial. He seemed like he really wanted that platinum tattoo business more, and she seemed to more so want the Mayocano eyewear. So it's one of the many stories here in San Antonio that left many of us talking and always wondering what actually happened. Thank you for joining us for South Texas Crime Stories. Next week, we have another big case, this one involving a small child that was apparently kidnapped, but it really wasn't a kidnapping. And we'll have Dylan Collier joining us for that episode. So stay tuned. (laughs) 